1: this week's squiggly career podcast. My name is Helen Tupper. I'm one of the co-founders of Amazing If and I'm here with the other co-founder of Amazing If. Hi, everybody. That's Sarah, by the way, in case you don't listen to us every, (laughs) every, every week. And this podcast is our way that we try and help you each and every week to take a little bit more control of your squiggly career. And a squiggly career is one that a lot of people are finding themselves in now. It's one where there's lots more change, either because Maybe you're changing your job a little bit more or actually maybe things are changing around you at work. And um, What we have learned through all the things that we've done and lots of coaching that we've done with Amazing If is actually there's a set of skills and there's some kind of tips and tools and things that make that squiggle quite a good opportunity that you can learn and develop in. But it can also sometimes feel a bit scary. So we just want to share with you lots of different ways in which we think we can help you to take control of that squiggly career and develop some of the skills to help you be successful in it. And this week, one of those skills that we think is particularly useful is the skill of bravery. Uh, and it's something that Sarah and I, we kind of talked about, oh, should we do one on bravery? Because we did a podcast a while back on grit, um, which feels like kind of the determination to kind of get through things. And that was inspired by some work that Angela Duckworth has done on the subject. But bravery, I think, feels a bit broader and it feels more like courage. And I think grit is part of that. But bravery it works a bit bigger. Sarah, what's your context on what you think bravery is and why it's important?
2: I was thinking about this. We've talked before about um, I think you operate uh, sort of day in, day out across three different sort of zones. You're either in your comfort zone, your stretch zone or your scary zone. And when I was thinking about the context of what bravery means to me, I think it's those moments when you're in your scary zone. Um, What's in your scary zone, I guess, is very personal to you. So what's in my scary zone might be actually in somebody else's comfort zone. And I think we kind of go in and out of these things all the time, but it's being brave enough, I guess, to kind of embrace that scary zone and to kind of come out of it the other side. So that's how I thought about it for today. And in the context of squiggly careers, I think there's more, They kind of can be more scary
1: because there's lots more change. And I think you're going to be faced with more decisions, even if you just look at we're probably going to be doing more jobs in different companies than, than our parents might have done, for example. That will require you to maybe take some tough decisions about what you want to do. I had um, an email from someone this morning. Actually, I've not told you about it yet, Sarah. um, And I'll I'll keep it kind of confidential because it's kind of private to them. But They basically said they had trained. They'd spent about sort of six, seven years post-university training in a certain profession Mm -hmm. that they didn't want to be in anymore. And actually their family and friends expected them to stay in that profession. Um, and they it wasn't making them happy and they needed to make a big choice. And I was like, wow, that's it's quite pertinent. that This is what we're talking about today when that person had sent me that message. And actually, they need to make this kind of big, brave decision. And in terms of the podcast today, what we wanted to do was to share with you some of the brave decisions that Sarah and I have made in our career, and then talk about five ways in which you can be more brave, that you can develop bravery as a skill, because it is a skill, and then talk maybe about some resources that we can help you kind of be on this podcast
2: today. actually, there was another relevant thing that we were chatting about this morning, and we were both chatting about Mother Pucker. So, she's somebody kind of on Instagram, does a lot of work about flexible working. I think she's also on Heart now, isn't she? She's got a show on Heart oh, Radio. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah, and she does a thing called the Flex Appeal. And she is, I think, a really good role model and example of being brave. She's really clear about what she wants to stand for and then is actually comfortable. And I think this takes quite a lot of bravery that some people are going to disagree with her. And disagree quite vehemently and it must feel quite personal at times so I think if anything as well as within squiggly careers with technology and social media in some ways you, you, you know you're almost like more brave because things are more open and more transparent mm-hmm. and so that that fear of somebody disagreeing with you it's, it's way easier and actually when you're not seeing someone in person, I think people are braver. It's a bit like the car thing, you know. People when they're in a car act differently to how they would if you met someone in the street. Yeah, totally. When you call them on it, they're like, "Ooh." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I feel like I'm stalking slash a disciple at the moment of Brené Brown's work. Um, like I'm, yeah. like I'm listening, reading, tweeting everything that she does. i mean, you listened just... to
2: her audio Yeah, week. I'm
1: basically just consuming everything she's ever done. I'm watching every uh, TED talk and, uh, and every YouTube video she's done. But I just find her so inspiring, and I can really relate to her words. But what she um talks about she's done a lot of work on vulnerability and courage and bravery and the thing that she talks about is that courage and bravery cannot exist without vulnerability yeah so in order to make that brave move you also have to be vulnerable at the same time so in the context of mother pucker she has to put herself out there and know that that's a bit scary yeah and kind of feel the fear and do it anyway if that's not too much of a cringe and i just think that it's good to know that if it's not if it's not scary maybe it's not brave enough and that's just that's just part and parcel of it and you kind of just have to move move forward through that so should we start with some of the ways in which we have
2: uh we have been brave in our, yes, in our careers
1: <laughs> <laughs> who's going first Being, being yeah, vulnerable feeling
2: it being very vulnerable i yeah. don't mind i don't mind going first so it's particularly pertinent us actually this week because often i think for me a couple of examples of when i've been particularly brave is when i've said yes to something uh not really knowing all the details Knowing that it sounds exciting but simultaneously scary. So you know, it's almost like if you I was to imagine the scales, 50% of it sounds brilliant, and 50% of it sounds absolutely terrifying. And for me, there's there's a very relevant example of that coming up. We're recording this on a Thursday, coming up tomorrow, which is Friday, where I was asked to appear on an ITV show that's called The Big Audition. Um, So it's on Friday nights at uh, nine o'clock on ITV. And the one tomorrow I'm featuring alongside uh, the Mobo founder, Kenya King. And we're auditioning people to be uh, kind of like backstage presenters, social media content creators. And for me, that's way out of my comfort zone. It's going to be very public. I I don't even want to know how many people watch that on a Friday night. (laughs) Uh, You know, people who listen regularly will know that I'm kind of naturally introverted. I don't hate presenting. But certainly it's kind of not not my natural preference. You know, I, I kind of uh, quite like being in small groups, quite intimate groups. So the idea of going to spend a day in a studio with hidden cameras everywhere, which is the the way that it's kind of filmed and you have no chance to see the edit. So I won't know mm. until everybody else knows exactly how I came across on that on that show. And so and there's a few examples of things like that in my career where they are brilliant. And you know, they're the right thing to do, you know, and you're like, I know I should say yes to this. So I often say yes, quite quickly, and then work through the kind of implications, get nervous, get scared, and then go through with it. And you know, I did something um, a couple of months ago, which I think we did talk about on the podcast, where at very short notice, I was asked to go on BBC News and a very similar example. I sort of said yes. Because I thought, if I think about this too long, I'll definitely say no. I was thinking that. Is the the bravery the saying yes? Because the yes almost feels easy. It's the doing it is when your bravery kind of comes into it. Yeah, I think you say, I think I say yes before I can change my mind, essentially. And then it is really brave on the day because you feel like it's, I suppose, part of the bravery for me is it's very public, very, very public. So Mm. if it's not great, uh, you know, lots of people can comment on you. You know, there's this whole thing of like, oh, what people saying about me? Mm. Um, and you can't control it. So I suppose it's both public and it's outside of your control. And that's the vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so.
1: Um, so one of mine, I think, was early on in my career, actually, when I um, was at a company that I'd kind of held up to be, in my mind, it was like this gold star that I was going to have my CV, and I was really going to you know, thrive and grow and develop there. And within nine months, I left. I mean, I left of my own accord, but I was in that situation that I kind of talked about, that person that contacted me this morning, when everybody else was like, why are you leaving? That's an amazing company. What are you doing? You've only been there nine months. You know, you've got to, you know, that kind of thing you get from your parents, you've got to stick it out. Yeah. Um, And I was like, never leave a job without another one to go to. You know, all that (laughs) kind of great stuff. And I just didn't feel like it was right and it wasn't making me happy. But equally, I was leaving a great company after nine months. And uh, there was a lot of, this isn't going to look very good on your CV. And I felt like I had to make, when I made that decision I it felt like a really big brave decision for me because I was going against the advice of a lot of people but in my heart I knew it was right and then I promise I won't keep going back to Brené Brown but she has these principles <laughs> of um bravery and courage and the first one is that you um bravery is where you are vulnerable kind of talked about that one and the second thing is where you are living with your values and I think I knew what my I don't, it was quite a while ago. I don't know if I explicitly knew my, what my values were in, in terms of I could just articulate and state it really clearly. But I did know what it felt like. I did know that, you know, that the freedom was really important to me and that growth was really important to me. I didn't think, think I was getting it. So I just knew in my like my heart that it wasn't the right thing. And that gave me the, I guess, bravery to make the decision. But I think when you are have a, a career decision or potentially a life decision where you're going against the advice of lots of people, that takes that moment of, like, oh, yeah. that deep breath and, like, Kind of just going to do it and it worked, you know, it, it was absolutely fine. And I think it was much more magnified. I thought that was going to be such an amazing big decision and it was, you're going to be, I was going to fail or succeed at the result of it. And it wasn't. It was just a step on the squiggly career, which I now know with perspective. But at the time, that felt huge and it was quite brave.
2: Yeah, it's interesting actually on that point about values. I think knowing your values help you to be brave. I think that is a, mm. th- those two things are really correlated. I was chatting to somebody yesterday who, she's taking on a big new opportunity to go and work in a different country. It's a promotion, a big step up. So lots of kind of potentially big, scary things that she doesn't know how it's going to work out. But the reason she said to me she felt really confident about it is she'd been on one of our value sessions. And so she said it actually, she actually got feedback during her interview process that well, what's really clear is you're you know why you want to do this and why it's important to you and what you're hoping to get from it. So even though She's still clearly, you know, it's still really scary. It's a really brave move, Mm. um, both in terms of, like, the challenge and the context. And, you know, she's going to have to move, even, like, lifestyle-wise, you know, she's got to move countries and all that kind of stuff. But you could see that she was going, I'm sort of, I am being really brave, but I've kind of got a a confidence behind that bravery. And that Mm. all comes from the value stuff. Any other examples? Yeah, I was thinking about the vulnerability point, so... I think often you're brave when you're doing something that is also counter to your usual style. So I'm usually very positive and upbeat, very kind of enthusiastic as a person. And a little while ago, I was asked by a lean in circle to do a talk a bit about my career and kind of what I'd learned from my career. And One of the things that I I kind of thought very hard about was whether I talked about my experience of being on maternity leave. So um, having that kind of time off, I use off in inverted commas, um, (laughs) and and kind of how I experienced that. And it felt really uncomfortable to me because um, that time for me was very difficult. I didn't enjoy being on maternity leave. You know, I remember thinking about like the words I would use to describe being on maternity leave was kind of like, I was anxious. I was probably quite lonely i was i was unhappy generally and they aren't words that i associate with myself or or mm. a lot of my career and i was also very mindful of my experiences are definitely just my experiences i didn't want to talk about something in a negative way to lots of other people who might have had positive experiences or go on to have a positive experience about the same thing so it felt very personal but i was also i was also thinking if you can't be honest in a lean in circle, it sort of mm. defeats the objective. of like the irony of kind of going. The whole point is that you, you know, you should be sharing kind of honest um, stories and examples of kind of your career. And so I until the very last minute, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it or not. Cause I also found it very hard to talk about. So I found it quite emotional. It probably been the toughest period of my of my career, if you sort of think of it in that way. And I did, and I did it sort of last. So I didn't do that thing of, like, you should do it first. <laughs> so I sort of talked about the other bits first, being my usual kind of squiggly career self, uh, very positive. And then actually, before I shared it, I, I actually asked the group, you know, how many people are here? There's probably a group of about 30, 40 people. How many people here have actually got kids? And there was probably only about two people there. So I was like, oh, it felt even more nerve-wracking. Because I was like, there were probably quite a few people here who are right at that stage of thinking about this stuff. And I'm about to tell some stories that are quite tough and, yeah. and don't don't kind of shed that experience in kind of a positive light. And so I was just very honest. I just said, I'm going to share this because I think it's really important that I'm honest with you about kind of my ups and downs. But I want to be really clear that this isn't everybody's experience. So I said to them, look, I'm going to share it and then I'll get your feedback as to how useful it was. And I did find it really hard. I, you know, It was a very different way of sharing things. Um, I definitely got more emotional, though it was made less emotional by there was a waiter at that time going round and he almost like dropped a plate <laughs> right in the middle of me saying, I'd lost my sense of identity. I felt really lonely. I was really missing work. And then, and actually, I was getting a bit emotional. And you could see everybody else was kind of going there with me. And this waiter sort of like, dropped this plate. And I, it actually was quite good because, you know, it sort of like broke the yeah, moment. It just
1: gave like a little bit of levity to Yeah, you? it did.
2: Um, and what was really interesting about that was that was the bit, obviously kind of the, the end of the story, which is relatively inevitable, is that's the bit that stayed with everyone. That's the bit where when people got in touch with me after that evening, people wrote to me partly just to say, like, thank you for being so honest. It's really refreshing to kind of hear that. We appreciate that must have been quite difficult. But also people sort of saying, you yeah, know, I, I loved hearing that. I I've, I found it really kind of refreshing to get that transparent vulnerability as well as all kind of the positive and the upside. So for me, that was really brave because it felt very counterintuitive to the way that I usually live my life and frame mm-hmm. things because it had been quite a counterintuitive like time for me. Um, and actually, when I think about a specific example of being very brave, for me, that was, that was one because I just felt like I was being so vulnerable to mm-hmm. actually a group of strangers. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was just thinking about if you take um, bravery and vulnerability as something that goes hand in hand, there's that research that says that Teams are actually more effective where you have an environment where people can be vulnerable with each other. And I know that was with a group of strangers, which for some people might be less scary, for some people might be more scary, actually, because it's your kind of profile with those people. But if you're listening to this and you're part of a team, whether you're a manager or you're just part of a team, actually creating that space where vulnerability and bravery can kind of be part of the team culture will help you to be a more effective team because people can be more authentic and you can help each other more um yeah I think it's so so important I didn't know I didn't know that I know, I obviously knew that you'd gone and done yeah, that event yeah. but I didn't know that and yeah do you think it makes you more brave the more you share that story like do you think you know just just do you know yeah. and it'll be another thing that you need to be brave about
2: yeah I think actually I've become more confident confident and comfortable talking about it now mm-hmm. and that was the hardest one if that makes sense so I was in mm-hmm. it was that was almost the tipping point for me and seeing then people's reaction Uh, now means that I'm much more comfortable sharing that because I feel like I can do it in a way that's useful and very honest and I think because I got that feedback from people I think that's where feedback is incredibly helpful because it encourages you to continue to be vulnerable Mm. to the extent where now you know I feel comfortable talking about it now on a podcast with lots of people And, and, and I do but I'm not sure when we first started doing these weekly podcasts back in February I don't think I could have talked about it then I think I needed that to me, that was that real bravery in the moment, to the extent where genuinely I got off the tube and I wasn't sure if I was going to do it or not. Yeah, which also for me is very, um, you know, I'm very. I plan, I prepare things. So to have that uncertainty in my own mind, just to me was was kind of a really big leap of faith. Um, unfortunately, and though that kind of environment was incredibly supportive and really kind of encouraging. So I really like that point around feedback. Actually,
1: that people can, if you if you see bravery. Then actually, one way that you can um, reinforce that is by recognising it and saying, yeah. to "Someone, wow, that was really brave. I really admire that." Like, so what I was saying about when I saw Mother Pucker last week, we were both speaking at Festival oh, yeah. of Marketing, yeah. and I was like, in my mind, I was like, "You are brilliant. I love what you do." But I thought, I'm not going to say that because people probably say that all the time. And so I just said, "I really admire how resilient you are," because I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I see some of the comments that she gets on Instagram, and I think, "Wow, that's you've got to be brave to, <laughs> to not yeah. get affected by that stuff." Um, and so, yeah, I think. If you can if you see bravery, then acknowledge respect and recognize it for people,
2: yeah, and I think recognizing what what brave is is very different for different people. so yeah. I remember um someone we both know who I would never have known that it was a brave thing for her to get up on a stage and speak. She's a chief executive, very articulate, very confident, um really knows her stuff, and I remember asking her to present at a conference that I was running, thinking, "Oh like no sweat, you know she'll she'll be able to turn up and and do this, no problem." Now she was vulnerable enough to share with me. She was like, "I've said yes to you, but just so you know I find that very difficult. I get quite anxious. she actually get you know she gets quite kind of flustered, quite red, and I was kind of and i was I was really surprised, but knowing that meant that I could support her loads better. Mm-hmm. so the fact that she told me beforehand meant that I sort of went a bit above and beyond in terms of like briefing her, giving the opportunity to practice, mm-hmm. sat in the front row, like beaming at her all the way through the presentation, made an effort afterwards to say. That was really good. This is why it was really good. Uh, you know, here are some things you you know you might want to do to improve in the future because I knew that she she had really viewed that as a really brave thing to sort of say yes. So if you can recognise in your teams or at work where if someone has shared, "Oh, I'm actually finding this quite hard," or there's there's sort of hints that this is someone being quite brave try and give them that extra little bit of support i would yeah. say i think that's what i was thinking
1: when you're talking Then the difference between like bravery and grit because i feel grit is the thing that keeps you going but bravery yeah. is the thing that starts you off
2: yeah that's uh, a really nice uh, distinction yeah
1: kind of that's where you really want to help somebody to develop the, the grit in it So shall we move on to five ways in which people can develop bravery and kind of practice it at work? I think the first one we've actually talked about a little bit on here, so I don't think we need to dwell on it too much, but that's the point around values, like be clear on your why. When you understand why you're being brave, so for Sarah, for example, in that situation, you can probably talk to it, but I would imagine it was about... Actually, my role here is to be authentic and help other people to be successful. And therefore, me being honest about this situation is helping them. And that's what's that's one of the things that's important to me that I help and develop other people. And imagine that that's part of your why that gave you the ability to put
2: that out into the room. Yeah. Well, learning is one of my values and developing others is one of my strengths. Yeah. So I think probably the reason I was able to talk about it, my kind of challenging experiences in that lean in talk was those two things Mm. that I go. It really matters to me to develop other people. Learning is one of my values. And they override yeah. the, this feels really scary. Yep. Yeah. So
1: know your why. Um, we've done a podcast on values, which you can listen to. But, you know, if you haven't got time for that, just sit down. Like, what is important to you? You know, who do you want to be? What do you value? What's important to you about how you want to work? And use that as a bit of an anchor to um, just to help you make that brave move. Because as Sarah said, that will trump how difficult this feels.
2: So that's number one. Number two, Sarah? So I think thinking about how you are brave within your own right and not worry too much about what other people think or not looking for other people for approval, This is, I think this is really hard. So we all care what other people think. Most people want to be liked. Mm-hmm. You know when everyone does that thing of, um, would you rather be liked or respected? And of course, like the right answer is respected. But I kind of go, who doesn't also want to be liked? Oh, I thought the right answer was both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the right answer is, is both. Sit on the fence. But you know, that even with some of the stuff we do with Amazing If, where we have an exceptionally kind of positive community, I would say, even small moments of where if you think, oh, I wonder what that person thought. I still find it really hard not to be kind of influenced by that or to compare yourself to other people. Mm. Um, I find that actually particularly difficult. And I think social media sort of does a good job of helping you to compare yourself to other people. Mm. And so you just, you have to have confidence in, I think if you've got confidence in your why, then you're more able to go, okay, well, I appreciate people have got different points of view and that's okay, as long as I know what my point of view is, and kind of, and it's back to your example of, um, you know, you leaving that job. You can understand that people have got different perspectives, but you were clear about. Now I get that this is not the right thing for me. So though it's really hard, I'm still going to make that decision and make that choice. Yeah, i well, one of my um kind of brave moments. I had a, uh,
1: <laughs> a particularly challenging relationship with a manager a couple of years ago, and I had to have a conversation with that manager about how difficult I was finding that relationship and in order to do that I really had to sit down and think this isn't about what they think about me or if they think I'm doing a good job or not a good job this is about what I think about me and how I want to work and how this is affecting me and my opinion of that is more important than your opinion of me so you know for a while I'd almost pretended it was okay because I kind of valued what they thought about me almost more highly than what I thought. And yeah. it just got to this point where I was like, No, 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 no. This is my career, my my job, my team. I have to think about me and hold that importance the most. Okay, so the the third one is around um, accepting failure as a learning and not as defeat. So bravery and kind of being vulnerable may mean that sometimes you do fail. Like you're this is you're going into some space that you're not comfortable with. You know you're taking a risk of some sort, and when you step out of that comfort zone that Sarah was talking about earlier, and you're going into slightly more of a scary zone you are more likely to experience some form of failure in whatever that looks like to you depending yeah. on what brave thing you've done but actually it's really i know it's really cringe worthy to talk about our oh, failures moving forward and all that kind of stuff but it is it is how you grow i mean you don't want to do it every day and every week cuz i think that'll probably get a little bit relentless yeah, <laughs> yeah a bit relentless and probably affect your confidence but it is taking those risks will help you grow and often I think it's never as bad as you think Mm. so even if you do fail once you've got a bit of perspective like in the moment it doesn't feel brilliant but actually once you've got a bit of perspective you can you can take a lot from it and I sometimes find that you get more support from other people so when you've kind of done something wrong when you actually acknowledge it and go do you know what that wasn't great for me more people will then support you so I remember at Microsoft. Got some really challenging feedback about something that uh, I perceived as a bit of a failure on, on on me, and I let people know that. So I was kind of exposed it in a way, the being vulnerable thing, and I said, "I've had this feedback. This is how it's made me feel. I completely accept it and acknowledge it, but I I think I'm going to need some help. This is what I'm going to do about it." And people were so kind and I don't mean just nice I mean they were supportive actively supportive Mm. in helping me to overcome that and I think in doing so I definitely got better and I also built different types of support from people than just them being nice and
2: we like you Helen it was more we're in this with you now Helen we want to help you. Yeah and I've had a few you not know, actually a few spectacular times of where I've kind of been very brave and it's not worked out, particularly maybe going for jobs. Yeah. Um and I remember having a disastrous interview, um, an internal one as well, which I think is harder. As, you know, so people who already know you really well and who you're going to work with regardless of the outcome. Um and getting it pretty wrong in like almost every way. And you and that moment, you know, especially with something like getting a job, it is quite um a black and white scenario. You kind of either win or you lose. And so it doesn't feel great, especially if you're like me and you're competitive and you basically, you don't get that job. And I'm like, oh, I've lost.
1: I think the backstory to that
2: job's on the how to do a great interview podcast. Yeah, probably. If wants to Yeah, get just d- d- listen to everything I did that day and don't do any of it. But what was so interesting about that was the two people who interviewed me did exactly as Helen's just described. They still admired and I think respected my ability to give it a go and that there was lots of still good things that they could take from that and that I could take from that. And then they were incredibly supportive of, right, what happens next? where I could go next and at no point then did I feel embarrassed or like I had to apologize or that I'd taken a few steps back in the organization because I'd done a really bad job in that interview and so they, that, those things can kind of go one or two ways and that's where I think our fourth point is about having a strong support system so this is to be brave I do think you need the right people around you and that's both probably internally within your organization and externally and I think probably increasingly in a squiggly career I think having a few external people who can help you when you're being brave is really valuable because sometimes you're being brave in your organisation and you sort of need a bit of a pep talk or a one line WhatsApp, which is often the case between Helen and I, where I'll go, (laughs) oh, I'm about to do this thing and it's quite tough. And and sometimes all you'll say to me is like, don't worry, it'll be hard, but it won't be as hard as you think. And you just think, OK, you're probably right. I'll just get on and do it.
1: I've actually found value as well in my support system with some people that I don't know. So actually following certain people on Instagram that give me a feeling of being brave. I remember when I was making mm. a decision about moving from, you know, a kind of 15 year career in large corporate organisations to leaving that and going to an amazing gift, which is which is very exciting now. But obviously, obviously the best thing ever. It is <laughs> the best thing ever. But there was definitely a period of time where I was like... I'm not sure how that's going to go down with my husband or lots of other people. And I saw this quote from somebody on um, social media and uh, it said, um, speak what you seek until you see what you said. Say it again. I know. I (laughs) I, I can get my head around it. Speak what you seek. Yeah, okay. Until you see what you said. So it's kind of a bit more of an alliterative, if that's a word thing, than the Gandhis be the change you want to see in the yeah, world, yeah. is that kind of thing. But it really stuck with me, and I kind of thought, okay, well, what, what is it I'm seeking? I'm seeking to go do amazing if full time. And, and I, do you know what? The more I said it to people, the more the more it became a reality, in my mind and their mind, the more it happened, and the more it seemed this isn't such a big thing, this is now accepted by other people. Yeah, and do you know
2: what people now tell me about you?
1: I'm <laughs> okay. oh, I sort of,
2: I know that. <laughs> so yeah. honestly, I meet people who'll say, oh, um... Helen's obviously getting on brilliantly and amazing if full time and it'll be because they follow us on Instagram and they watch (laughs) your stories or whatever. And I'll think, oh, but I know that because (laughs) obviously we sort of run it together. But I love the fact that now, like you say, that I suppose it's the sort of the stories that you tell yourself, kind of the positive things that you tell yourself has kind of become a reality and it's become a reality with other people. So much so that it then loops back to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just think, you know, you can get that support from the friend on WhatsApp. You can get it from the great manager. You can get it from your other half. Or sometimes you can also supplement that. I know I wouldn't just do it with these people you don't know, but I think you can supplement it with some people that you might not know that you just follow that have these boosts. And for me, that quote, it just really helped me because I started to see truth in it when I was talking about it. Um, and so our last tip then is about psychological distance, which sounds very um, theoretical. But the, the idea is um, that sometimes it's easier to feel brave or solve a problem when you think about how someone else would approach it. So if you're thinking about a career change, for example, or, um, you know, you know, presenting or doing something that feels different or scary, that requires you to kind of have that bravery. Thinking about how you would advise someone else to approach it gives you a bit of distance from the emotion that the fear might be creating. So if Sarah was saying to me about that presentation and that she, was gonna, she was thinking and ooing and aahing about whether she would share that story, what she might think is, what advice would I give to Helen who was, if she was thinking about that? And she might say, well, have, you know, I don't know, two or three things that you really want to say, connect with the why, all that kind of stuff.
2: Or think of what what how would you feel if somebody had told you that story if you were in the audience? Yeah. So it can kind of be the advice you give other people or imagine yourself in different... It's just yeah. different contexts, just, I think.
1: Yeah, not thinking
2: about you, 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 all the time. With yeah, it. Um, and often I- you do get really you-focused, I would say, yeah. in the bravery things because it's really hard for you. Yeah. So this TV thing that I've got to do tomorrow or that will be um, on TV tomorrow, one of the things that helped me was that part of the auditions is also to kind of give people an opportunity who wouldn't have had it otherwise. Yeah. And suddenly you then go, oh, it's really hard to say no to. Yeah, there's no <laughs> why. it's... Bigger than me. Yeah. Um, and I might find this really nerve wracking, but hey, do you know what? I've had loads of amazing opportunities. So I want to give that yeah. to someone else. So connecting with something bigger than just you, I think is actually, it kind of, helps to just give you that little nudge along if in that situation your fear is about your credibility what people are going to think of
1: you 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 actually then that distance to put it in someone else is definitely definitely can give you like it's still never going to feel really really comfortable but it can be the bridge that enables you to to do it so kind of like a a bravery bridge maybe nice Um, nice alliteration (laughs) thanks I do love a bit of alliteration Uh, what do I like two by two boxes things in threes and alliteration and quotes and quotes quotes. yeah (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's how you live your life essentially that's what you can expect from the squiggly career book (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) at least half of it anyway um so let's just recap then on those five things that help you to be more brave and then we'll talk about um, some resources that you can maybe go to to just continue learning a bit more about this so the five things then the first one is to be clear on your why the second thing is to not look to others for validation don't give other people's opinions more weight than your own to accept failure as a learning and not as a defeat to have a strong support system in place And also to think about creating some kind of psychological distance between yourself and this thing you're trying to be brave about, not to be too kind of emotional and you, you, you about it.
2: And so we'll put, as ever, um, the resources uh, online with podcast. So whether you connect with it on Instagram or LinkedIn, there'll be a couple of things to read, some things to watch. And it is also worth saying this week, we um, had a look at our latest reviews on iTunes um, and we really are grateful when people take the time to give us a rating And tell us what they think of the podcast. We really do. We we love reading them. We love your feedback. We talked a lot today about kind of your why. That is essentially our why. Feeling like we can make just a tiny bit of a difference in terms of helping you with your squiggly careers uh, really matters to us. And we'd also love to know what else you'd like us to cover. So if there are things you'd like us to hear us talk about, please let us know. You can uh, just follow us on Instagram. We're just at Amazing If, aren't we, on Instagram? Uh, yes, we are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, amazing underscore if on Twitter, or you can just email us at, at amazingif.com. We'd love to hear from you. So um, please do do that. And you can find all of our back episodes as well. I think we're on about 54 I think this
1: might be 53. Maybe 53. around Probably. that. Head of the
2: game. <laughs> so, yeah, please go back and look at other ones um, and share them with other people. And next week, Helen, what are we are going to be talking about? Next week, we're going to be talking about
1: communicating and how to be a great communicator, but in lots of different contexts. And I, I know that you probably had articles or presentations on this before, but we're going to make it super, super specific. I think that's one of the things that we get feedback that people like. So we're going to think about body language, written communication, emails, presentations, every way that we can practically think about ways that you might be communicating at work. We're going to think about how you can show up as your best self and your authentic self as well, not just kind of model what other people are doing, but how you can do it in a way that feels right to you. So that's going to be next week's topic.
2: So that's it for this week. As always, thank you so much for listening and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen